You are listening to the Teleperformance Podcast on Spotify. To the Teleperformance Trailblazer Podcast. Teleperformance Philippines Podcast, where we get to listen to interesting people while they share with us their vast knowledge about our business and other life hacks that we can all learn from. Hello, Team TP, and welcome to the Teleperformance Trailblazer. This is all podcasting from Ayala. Our number one mentality is not just a business goal or paradigm that we mind to stay focused on our KPIs and targets. It is a recognition that we are powered by our people. Their talents and contributions are the main ingredients of our business success. We owe everything to our people, which includes our culture journey as a great place to work for all. The certification that we've gotten for the fifth time in a row is the clearest evidence that we have so much to be grateful for. And today, as we prepare for our would-be sixth recertification, we'd love to take this opportunity to highlight our core strengths as a people company, but also as a Filipino community. With the help of our very special guest, our very own CEO, Cisco Lara, we hope to recognize all these wonderful strengths as Filipinos, and we want to celebrate our being Filipino as a prime asset our business has in the Philippines. So hello and welcome back to the show, Cisco. Hey everyone, it's great, great to be here again, and uh, hopefully next time we do it with, with a couple more guests. Yeah, I hope so. So I'm, I'm always glad to have you on board, and it's, it's always nice to have you know more brains uh, talking, more people sharing their ideas, but for now, it's just going to be you. So why don't we just dive right in? How's that? I love it. Let's, get, right. let's get to it. So today is um, May, and it's almost a year. Since you joined us, um, June first. Actually, it started June first. However, uh, in May, I was already informed about the transition, so I was starting to get prepared for it. And so, preparing for it, thinking about you know joining the Filipino team, what were the things that was going on in your head? Expectations that you have? Well, it's funny because um, as a joke, right? The, mm -hmm. Since the market is so competitive. And Latam and the Philippines. When I was in Latam, I was was saying, ah, if I would manage the Philippines, this is what I would do. Mm -hmm. This is how I would do it. Um, and then the opportunity came up. So when the opportunity came up, my biggest uh, focus was how do I get to adapt and connect with what is it that we do in the Philippines? Because it's a, one is our second largest company in the group. Mm -hmm. But the main focus is how we can grow it at the same fast pace that we have done on the peak regions, right? Uh, now we're on that journey, but at the moment it was just extremely surprised and happy to go ahead and try to go ahead and leverage my expertise with a great company as of TP Philippines. And were there certain surprises that were both pleasant and confounding when you came in, you know, when you, you prepared all of this and then you came in and you're like, ooh. Wait a minute. Yes, uh, most definitely I, I was surprised um, because when you manage a large company, it's very difficult to see quick wins, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm used to operating by getting their low-hang fruit f first mm -hmm. and capitalizing, but then you'll see movement. Um, not that the Philippines had huge opportunities, however, it was very difficult to go ahead and establish 
how we can go ahead and those capital gains constantly, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where the number one mentality comes from. Uh, it's 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 a culture that needs to be built. People be, need to be open-minded. People be able to communicate, talk, express themselves. So that's why I like this spaces, like this platform, because one of the things that I think that we don't do enough in the Philippines is speak up, speak up of our perspective, how we would see change, what do we need or what do we require in order to be great. And one of the principles of number one mentality is that demand your greatness, right? You got to be able to speak up of, hey. I know you're asking me to do all this, mm -hmm. but if I don't have this or that, then I'm not able to get it done. And, and it's a give and take, give and mm -hmm. take. Um, so it was difficult to adapt myself to the thinking process of just a hierarchy structure operation. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but we, I, I believe that we have made huge changes on it and we're starting to see a lot of progress when it comes to it. Uh, at the beginning, we had probably about 29 logos that had challenges operationally mm -hmm. now we're looking about nine or eight oh. not that it's it's a great win but it's not acceptable right literally we we are not in the business of operating with challenges mm -hmm. we and the business is not that difficult if we follow the standards and the process of it such as um tops mm -hmm. the foundation right mm -hmm. so that's why i said demand your greatness if you as an agent you're not getting your coaching twice a week mm -hmm. and you don't see improvement you should speak up hey what is it that i'm not getting that i cannot improve and my bonus cannot be higher and everything else so it goes along that line mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so would you say that your battle cry of number one mentality was one of those big things that helped you kind of push that whole idea navigate the challenges that you you saw the philippines needing to hurdle in order to get from what what does that 29 logos yes uh, m most definitely Number one mentality has to become something you live every day. So uh, you can focus on the problems all you want, but if you don't take action, you're never gonna go, get, go ahead and get out of it. Mm -hmm. So every day you wake up, you put your five priorities, you validate, and it's simple. Mm -hmm. You set an expectation, you follow up on that expectation, so you inspect what's expected. Mm -hmm. You do a self-assessment. Because, and that's one of the steps that most people fail at. It's they inspect what's expected and they jump onto blame. Mm -hmm. But you have to check what's expected. And if it's a fail on it, then the self-assessment comes in. Mm -hmm. What have we not done? Have we not trained? Have we not validated? People don't have the tools. People don't have the time. Do we have them doing something else instead of the expectation? And then once you do the self-assessment, then you can jump onto if it's a will issue. And if it's a will issue, then accountability, it's a must because it's not fair with the people that it is putting over 100% mm -hmm. to get the things done with someone that is not. Mm -hmm. So that's what as leaders, our responsibility is accountability. Everybody that's on the boat going the same direction. If some people's not going that direction, then we got to say, you should not be part of this boat. Mm -hmm. But um, the self-assessment portion it has been the most challenging part because that, and when you are in a hierarchy, you believe that you're always right. Mm -hmm. And it's your biggest sin. You will never always be right. Mm -hmm. So you have to go ahead and validate what is it that I need to do to complement when it comes to the planning or the actions that I'm setting. Mm -hmm. Now looking at us now gunning for our sixth recertification, 
So when you came in, um, that was quite a year for us because finally we were out of the plateau. For three years, we were on 77, and then finally on the fifth recertification, we jumped, right? We were like, okay, we're moving, we're moving now. Having been here for almost a year and looking at how the needle has turned up for, for TP Philippines in terms of GPTW, what would you say were the things that were... I definitely think the people love, love the company, right? So when you look at the agents, the agents are happy doing their job. They really execute to the level that we're expecting. Obviously, like I said, we have some challenges in some of them. But I think that the number one mentality focus on not what we do operational excellence for our clients, mm -hmm. but what we also can do for our people. Mm -hmm. So listening to our people, validating, uh, having the proper tools to develop. Obviously, it's huge opportunities. Mm -hmm. If if we sit down here and we map out what is it that we are not doing, mm -hmm. I can tell you at least a hundred things mm -hmm. that we are not, and then we should be. We are fully aware of it, but obviously it takes time to capitalize on those things. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is um, the focus, not just on the job, but on being a community, being a company, impacting on the development, finding out who needs help, when they need help, how they can communicate, not just having one perception of operations, but also having a focus group, HR, or even the talks that they have with me and validate, having open communication channels. So I think that once the number one mentality it's also applied to what we can do for our people mm -hmm. it has definitely made a difference on it the other thing it's being able to interact more frequently as COVID, it's almost done mm -hmm. per se mm -hmm. so people start to in, um, interact with each other validate communicate and uh and that has a huge power people together it's it's powerful right that, that's the only way that i can go ahead and describe it so um I truly believe that when it comes to a great place to work, listening to our people and executing based on what they tell us, mm -hmm. it has been the secret on it. So you actually jumped into, I think we already touched into uh, aspects that you, that we probably should start solving consistently as an organization. One of that is making sure that we listen to our people, make sure that they have the tools that they need. Uh, like I said, if we were to list the things that we should be doing, there's going to be like an easy hundred and we kind of work through them as, as we go along. Now, if, if we were to look at how agents, supervisors, managers have responded to that call of, you know, number one mentality, making sure that you connect with people. Where do you think we are at? Let's say if, if we're gunning for 100%, where do you think we're at in terms of that? That's a crazy question, Oh, because if I measure it numerically, mm -hmm. um, we got a long way to go. Basically on the on the variation, right? Mm -hmm. So when you look at it, uh, tenure people have an easier time to adapt to the mentality, mm -hmm. to the methodology, because they're more, they have gotten more time to know how to manage their times and their priorities, right? Mm -hmm. As of a new supervisor, he stressed that he probably don't know how to go ahead and do payroll. Then he doesn't know how to go ahead and upload the information on the platform of the coaching. Mm -hmm. 
and then on top he has to go ahead and focus okay what is it that i need to go ahead and balance when it comes to number one mentality my top performers my bottom performers that difference how do i contribute and apply to it so if i have to give a number i don't think that we reach the 20 percent mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um across the board, across the board. and just to be clear and, and not to let anybody feel judged mm-hmm. that works from the bottom up so i think agents are embracing it a lot faster soups it comes from accms uh cm am directors vps evps and myself so if you ask me what percentage i'm in it i could tell you i'm not about five percent of what we should be doing as far as uh number one mentality because number one mentality has to be for everything it has mm-hmm. to be for our people it has to be for our clients it has to be for the business for the company and it also has to be for myself mm-hmm. so when you think about it that way and you measure it between what you want your expectation what the company has an expectation what the clients has an expectation what the people has an expectation mm-hmm. then obviously i'm not about five percent it does not say that I, i'm a horrible professional the opposite i know i got a long way to go because i already adapted my highest standard to measure myself um plus i depart from the point that if i'm positive i'm doing my job Right. The zero base is the expectation. Mm-hmm. That 5% is above what's expected. So that's what the number one mentality is. Operate under your own standard, not what is placed uh, to you. Mm-hmm. As long as you're adding one and one and one on, on a daily basis, on a regular basis, then you get... There you go. It's a compound effect. Every right. day. And, and that's what most people don't understand. Uh, it's a sentence that is key in operations and is making repeated mistakes creates a very very easy comfortable zone right so because you get used to it nothing happens so you say okay i'm good to go that i don't need to change however if you have your own standard and you do a zero zero one percent every day every day that's 365 improvement in a year Mm -hmm. instead of doing the same thing throughout the year then you're losing a battle against time um the one thing that i can tell you that i know that it has been great to see is the level of contribution and communication when i got here it was very hard to get people to speak up to communicate with me to validate Mm -hmm. Um, now we have the calibration process where we listen to calls looking forward to give that incentive so if we get that great call uh, the agent gets ten thousand. The supervisor gets five thousand. Mm-hmm. I'm personally going to be going to the operations and handing this money out. We're listening to calls three times a week, so the chances are there. All you got to do, and, and and this is an advice, because when I was an agent, I think this is what's the secret. Besides the process and besides everything you got to do, if you focus on what the people is calling about, you can recap. This is what you're calling about, and isolate the problem because otherwise they're gonna jump all over the place so you isolate and tell them this is your problem this is what you call before this is how we're going to fix it or even if you cannot fix it this is what we can do about it because this is the process mm-hmm. and you provide some value out through some self-education tools mm-hmm. i guarantee you nps csat fcr whatever it is that is being measured is going to be positive and that's how i'm looking in the calls but besides the process is to connect mm-hmm. right because most people stick to my quality guidance, I'm following the step, I'm following the step. No, 
Stop. Listen to the person. Don't focus on handle time. Focus on how is it that you're connecting with people. Handle time will come as part of the communication. And um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm very excited about this program. Giving the money out, and not only that, but getting to know all our great people out there in the battlefield. That's how I call it. All those folks that are listening to this right now, get ready, especially if you're an agent. Make sure that those calls, if they ever get picked, are the 10,000 peso calls for sure. Now, doing that plus one, plus one, plus one every day, there are, I'm sure, best practices that you've seen in different sites. And I think all of our listeners would gain so much from learning what it is that you've seen as outstanding and maybe they can replicate it. Any particular standouts in any site that you've seen? Yes. Um, so I got a couple. I'll tell you in travel hospitality for uh, one of our, our travel accounts, it was a huge challenge when it came, it came to NPS. Mm-hmm. And um, the focus was because we were too attached to the process, right? Well validated the tractors and then we'll provide what was the impact and then accountability on the people that was on their negative. So switching to reactive to proactive, we know what type of calls generate an impact. So now we empower agents. Mm-hmm. When that call came in, raise your hand. Raise your hand. And someone that has done probably that call 10 times with a positive result mm-hmm. is going gonna, is gonna to help you. And it's going to walk you through it or even take the call for you so you can listen on how to go ahead and get a positive result. But having a real-time proactive completely changed the performance mm-hmm. and completely developed the people. You started seeing the people that was constant repeated outlier now it's having a positive uh result and i believe that once that practice was implemented they were one of the logos that got off the the 29 the 29 issues that we had and it was an issue that lasted a year and it got Mm -hmm. fixed with an easy fix within a month wow so so that that was a good one uh another one that i see that is is very valid is um when you get to see the EVP or VP mm-hmm. go and do the operational uh, checkpoint. Mm-hmm. So they go validate that the supervisor is actually doing the monitors, the ECCM, the meetings are happening. That it's not that we're doing a compliance, mm-hmm. but we're actually executing based on what the tools are, are helping us out. It has helped a lot. Um, and I definitely love everything that is when it comes to engagement. The Philippines has surprised me on how is it that you guys are all all united to go ahead and make a difference it's very easy to generate engagement through little simple activities mm-hmm. which i love that it takes place here but uh but yeah if i had to pick top three those those would be my top three best practices on on what i've seen on different sites so there's two from operations and one from the support team i'm so i'm so happy that uh the support uh group efforts have also been highlighted and contributing to uh, turning things around because oftentimes, you know, when we look at turning things around, there are activities that we kind of overlook, not realizing that these are the things that actually keep people glued to tell performance, making them feel like, okay, this is a place that I'd like to belong to and and stay in. Now, if if we're looking at your message to the leaders, Turning things around, making sure, because GPTW is one of those assessments that we shouldn't be looking at the end number, you know, whether it's, you know, we get up a trust index of XYZ. It's not that whole number, but the line items there and what they tell us, right? 
and so and then we need to think about okay what are we going to do with it and when are we going to do it right so if you would make a call to the leadership and when i say leadership this is directors vps and evps because you mentioned that the ch the difference that an evp vp actually makes when they go in and observe their supervisors is big what would you ask of them you know if if you have like only two things to ask of them to do on a regular basis to make sure that we are indeed becoming great place to work more and more year over year this is sounds so corny but i've been struggling to emphasize the power of this if everybody in management and i mean everybody i'm not talking about vps just everyone that is in charge of someone could make their decisions based on when they were on the cubicle would be a total different company not on our need but if you put yourself in that cubicle mm -hmm. and someone was gonna come out with a new policy, uh, the client sent an escalation, and you think, how, how would I like this escalation to be communicated to me? Mm -hmm. Because nobody, nobody comes into teleperformance to do a bad job. I'll guarantee you that. Nobody comes, it's a hard enough job. The commute time, get here, log in on time, sit on that cubicle for nine hours. Nobody says at their house, oh, today I'm going to go and screw this call. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen that way. But most of the times, our leadership or our decisions are based on the priority of the client, mm -hmm. the priority of the business, our own priority goals, targets uh, uh, that we have, instead of focusing on how could this be a message that can be captured if I was in that cubicle. How would it really make a difference? So it, it's not about coming and telling an agent, lower your handle time. Mm -hmm. But understand why he has a high handle time. So is he challenging certain call driver? Is it a knowledge gap? Is it he's tired? Is it not knowing that this agent probably isn't, I call it the triangle of death. So if he's going to school, home, and work, mm -hmm. he spends at least three hours in commute time between those three places twice a day so that's six hours that's another job just traveling mm -hmm. so if he has exams in school maybe a problem at home more than likely he's not going to be efficient at work but if i know this and i can tell this agent hey you know what i know you're going through a lot of time how about you get an extra break today mm -hmm. so you can go think something else and come back in or it's simply hey you know what you're going through a hard time let's focus on these two three priorities it changes how people embraces the job so it's not about setting one rule for everybody mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's difficult because we are a big company yeah. right but if we were that way then we would need soups we would need acms we don't need directors we'll simply have one evp saying one thing and everybody do what he said mm -hmm. so we got to step out from that and make decisions from the cubicle right so as you said great place to work it has different measurements so the facilities so instead of just focusing on the kpis to just what the client's going to come in if you're a ccm maybe twice a week go check the bathrooms validate how the bathrooms are maybe twice a week go check the line of the elevator mm -hmm. 
Because if it's not working, maybe we can do something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need another security guard to control or, or, or have anything that is going to help the entrance of the people. Because when you are an agent, you know, and again, if you're in that triangle, you're running blade, you're catching transportation, you're coming in, and the definer of your day is that login time. Because you're going to say, oh, I log in late, so they're going to discount, they're gonna, my supervisor is going to talk to me, I'm going to get a write-up. Just with that, it's impossible to have a good day. Mm-hmm. But if it changes completely, they approach, and we know our people, and we know we set, help them get organized, it's totally different. But it's making the decisions from how, if you were on the cubicle, how you can accept it and move forward with it. Mm-hmm. And making commitments, right? Because it's not just about asking, 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 asking. It's about also giving. And and that balance, it makes a difference. Things the perception, right? I always tell everybody, no, the one KPI that nobody ever is going to get right is aircon temperature. It's impossible. Half floor is cold, half floor is hot. But if you manage to work that perception, it's sort of different. If you say to the people that's cold, you hear them out, hey, when is it cold? From this to this time. Okay, from this to this time, we're gonna put it at this temperature. And for the others, hey, probably it's gonna get hot because we're gonna elevate the temperature from this to this, but from this to this times, we're gonna go ahead and lower it. And then you generate balance, but you hurt everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not you saying, no, this is the temperature on my floor and it's done. It's different, it's a give and take, it's a give and take, constant, constant partnership and relationship because at the end of the day, that's what we do. We are teleperformance, we say each interaction matters, but we're not talking about the calls. Mm-hmm. We're talking about with people, an agent, with the security guard when you come in, mm-hmm. with the elevator. One of the things that surprised me a lot in the Philippines is people, based on your title, don't feel entitled to say hi to you. So I have to engage a lot in the elevators. Mm-hmm. I have to engage with the people. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you starting your shift. And then people open up. Yeah. So uh, if you see me, you got, please talk to me. I don't have many friends in the Philippines. I'm just playing. But I would love to talk to everybody. So you heard that. And, and I think what you're getting at really is each person is different. And if you, if you see them as individuals and treat them as individuals and see what challenges they're undergoing or what things are making them happy for the day and kind of support that, then you will get so much more out of your uh, team members than you would ever get if you just talked about KPIs and just reminded them of, of their goals and, and targets. When I was a CCM, I used to say at every meeting of expectations we are a people company it's people that talk to people that work with people for people mm-hmm. it sounds cheesy but if you don't forget that yeah. if you never forget people you'll never at the moment you're having a conversation these are the kpis for today handle time APS. oh this is not a conversation with people and people let me change mm-hmm. right so if you always question is this a conversation people and people then you'll be able to improve constantly. And it comes back to the number one mentality. Could be one of your priorities of the day. How many interactions I actually validated it was people for people. How many interactions actually I validated that I did it correctly. Or how many people interacted with me and didn't treat me like people. Or how many times I follow a process and not people. So what, what you were saying is when you treat people as individuals, you get treated the same way. And only that, you start developing a force of power that it's uncontainable like 
we'll move mountains without a problem with the force of our people. And I say it all the time, it's, it's funny, I say, imagine the difference if we had the power to convince everybody in Teleperformance Philippines one day to do the exact same thing. You're talking about 56,000. 56,000. That's, that's powerful. That's powerful. In the number, and people tend to forget that we are 56,000 people. So, look at to be 60,000. So, refer your friends. Bring a buddy. <laughs> bring a buddy, everybody. And so, you know, we keep talking about people. So, as parting words, please complete this phrase and statement. Our people make us number one because... I am going to repeat myself. Because we are people company. Without that, it's impossible. If you're not a people person... My father has this saying, and he always... Uh, it's a very disciplined guy, very strict guy. But he always said, you can't be taught any skill in life. That's the easiest thing. What you cannot be taught is being a good person. If you're a bad person with great skills, doesn't matter. You're doing nothing. But you can be a great person, a good person, and any skill can be taught to you. Because you got the base, you can communicate, you can connect, you can embrace, and you're truly good at heart. There's no jealousy, no envy, no individual thought. You can work as a group, you can communicate, you develop. You're not focused on your own interests, you're focused on everybody because you're a good person. So I think good people definitely have the power to change anything. Skill, we, we are an industry of repetition. Any person that is in a cubicle that you think that you're not capable of being number one, I'll tell you a secret. Every day that you come in, you got 30 times to get to number one. If you focus on that one thing that you're going to improve, at the end of the day, you're 30 times better. At the end of the week, 150 times better. At the end of the month, you're over a thousand times better. It takes three months for you to be number one if you're disciplined and constant about what you want to do. So... Don't let nobody tell you you cannot do it. You can get 100% of your bonus and more and grow within the company if you generate that discipline. But all it takes is for you to be a good person. Realize why you took the job. Remember why you applied to teleperformance. Remember that excitement that you went and stood on that line to fill up the form and waited for them to do your English exam. And you were like, oh, I hope they call me. I hope I pass. And then you're like, oh, I passed. I did it. There you go. And don't let nobody take that away from you because that's how you make a difference. I started on this in the cubicle. And most people, when they ask me, I always tell them, I miss the phone. I miss being on that cubicle because I got to talk 30 times to someone different, connect, embrace, see how I can educate them because they call in out of frustration. So I learned how to get emotional intelligence on each interaction. And I demand it from everybody that I interact with. Um, it sounds very inspirational, very easy, but it's not. Because it's at every call, every minute, living through it. But if you're going to take the job, if you're going to do it, then embrace it and move forward with it. And if you're a supervisor, manager, then do it the exact same way. Because there's no reason why your today has to be your tomorrow. That's true. There's no reason. And the only one that defined that is you. You change it. There's no company 
forget about teleperformance, business, nothing. If you wake up every day, you set up your five priorities, and you move forward, you could be in a different place next week, next month, next six months, or at the same place doing greater things. But that's entirely up to each one of us. Don't let the routine make you comfortable. And the discomfort should not be from leadership. It should be from your own. Mm -hmm. You can do better all day, every time. Plus, this space is listen to us, talk to us, give us feedback. Like I said, the secret of great place to work is that us, we don't have a strategy of how to get better. We listen to the people to get better. And and that's what it is. So it's going to be definitely, um, I like to claim my wins. So I think that we're definitely, it's, this is, we're going to have another one for our, our sixth certification without a problem. I think that we have done a, a great, great job of listening to everybody. Um, could it be a greater job? Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, perfection, perfection would not exist without imperfection. That is so true. And as always, great talking to you, Cisco. We get so much to think about and it's only Monday. Well, for now, it's only Monday. And we have the whole week and the whole month to think, keep thinking about it. Thank you so much. Thank you. And o. you have a great day. You, you too. Oh, thank you so much. Love this. Before we wrap up, we have a few reminders for everyone. People don't magically start working as an effective team. It takes work from the supervisor and sometimes a lot. Here are some strategies that will help your people work together as a tightly knit unit. First, make inclusivity your rule. It's important to value the uniqueness of every individual and be open to new ways of doing things. Remind yourself often that your behavior and beliefs affect how you treat those different from yours. Be proactive in asking for feedback to understand others' viewpoint. Number two, demonstrate trust and respect with your words and actions. Choose your words carefully. Do not make harmful comments. It also helps to stay mindful of what your body language demonstrates to others. Ask people about what they think and would do in a given situation. Number three, create a sense of belonging. Involve your people in setting goals and priorities. They can bring tremendous value to your department's vision and mission. Four, understand that respect works both ways. Treat employees with the same level of respect you want them to give to your customers. Be sure to greet them each morning and wish them a good night at the end of the day. Spend time with them, and most importantly, always use courteous language. And lastly, acknowledge great work. Focus on what your employees do well. Find a way to reward those who go above and beyond. Borrow the golden banana idea or create your own reward system. Say it when you catch someone doing great work instead of only focusing on what doesn't go well. And that is how we conclude another episode of the Teleperformance Trailblazer. Come join us next week as we discuss more interesting topics to keep you updated on all the happenings in and around the teleperformance community. This has been your host, O, and I wish you a great week ahead. Until the next episode of the Teleperformance Trailblazer. Join us again next week for another exciting episode of the Teleperformance Trailblazer podcast.
Teleperformance Philippines podcast channel where we pave a trail of excellence through open communication. For comments and suggestions, email us at weeklytrailblazer at teleperformance.com. What about you? How did you like it? Go ahead and share this podcast. See you later. Teleperformance on Spotify. Feel the connection.